Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Quipster Film Review Podcast. I'm Vince Leo. I am the film reviewer for the website quipster.net. I've been doing film reviews since 1996. Over 4,000 written reviews you can read anytime at quipster.net. That's Q-W-I-P-S-T-E-R.net. Today, I'm going to be looking at a film that came out opposite Star Wars. Yes, there was another studio that decided, despite the juggernaut that we all knew the new Star Wars The Last Jedi would be, that they're going to release a film opposite it and see if they can pick up, unfortunately, a lot of the same demographic here. A lot of young people want to see Star Wars, but I guess really young members of the audience may want to see Ferdinand. It is aimed at a slightly younger set than them. It is an animated adventure put out by Blue Sky Studios. It's rated PG for rude humor, action, and some thematic elements. It runs an hour and 48 minutes. John Cena is the main voice here of Ferdinand. The rest of the vocal cast includes Kate McKinnon, Bobby Cannavale, Gerard Carmichael, Anthony Anderson, Pete Manning actually in this film as well, Lily Day, and quite a few others. The director is Carlos Sadana, who worked with Blue Sky Studios before on the Rio films and a couple of the Ice Age films as well. The screenplay is credited to Robert L. Baird, Tim Federley, and Brad Copeland. Of course, it's based on the book, The Story of Ferdinand. came out in 1936 by Monroe Leaf. It was illustrated by Robert Lawson. John Cena being the main star here, he's the vocal talent and does a decent job, I think, as the voice of this pacifist bull named Ferdinand. Ferdinand manages to escape from a life in which he is slated to either be a victim in the bullfighting arena in Spain or to become meat for someone else's dinner table. Because of that escape, he ends up being raised very happily by a family in the countryside where he can do much of what he loves, especially sniffing the flowers that are growing in the area. However, Ferdinand ends up getting captured again and when he strays from his farm and gets right back to the ranch where his large bulk, he's really grown up into being quite a sizable bull, that makes him a prime candidate to take on the toreros in the ring, the matadors. And being a lover and not a fighter, Ferdinand and friends want to escape their existence before their untimely fate befalls them. And that, of course, is the crux of this film. Blue Sky Studios here is continuing to make pretty light, colorful, family animated ventures of, I would consider to be good enough proportions. Ferdinand emerges as another competent, but not exactly inspired entry into Blue Sky's lucrative filmography. Certainly, it's a likable film. It has very cute anthropomorphic characters, some decent and very eclectic vocal acting here. There are a handful of amusing moments that are sprinkled throughout. A story here that, while beefed up, no pun intended, from its original children's book origin, that 36-page book or 32-page book, whatever it was, this is told well, even if the film ends up running a lot on the longer side. It's an hour and 48 minutes, especially since the Oscar-winning Disney animated short that also was a remake of that children's book from 1938, Ferdinand the Bull was the name of the Disney short. That essentially told this story in just a little over seven minutes. So a lot of padding on this film in order to try to make it palatable for today's audiences. Now, there's always the potential for getting a little bit too dark, a little too distasteful with material in which the fate of all of the characters that kids in the audience that they come to know and they end up liking are either going to end up getting gored or sliced in front of thousands of humans that are cheering on their deaths in the bullfighting arena. Or if they don't want to fight, they end up getting ripped apart at the slaughterhouse. 
That's kind of a weird proposition for a film premise in this day and age. Watching this in a theater with my five-year-old daughter, there were a few times in which my daughter Lily became mildly distressed, one time to the point of tears at what might happen to Ferdinand and some of his friends, but I will give the creative team of Ferdinand kudos for not shying away from some of the darker subject matter, and also in finding a way to make that subject matter not too overbearing, such as to lose the mirthful tone of the overall story. However, if you're seeing this in UK cinemas, you're getting a much milder cut than one that was released here in the United States because a lot of the subject matter, some of the violence, and some of the tones here are taken out in order to give the film a U rating, a very family-friendly rating in cinemas there. Interestingly enough, despite having the platform to make Ferdinand an issues film, this story only subtly suggests that this abuse of animals is wrong, only in that we come to feel for them before they are in mortal danger, and so therefore we can read into it. Outside of that, there really isn't an overt stance against such things as bullfighting or the processing of meat cuts or what have you, but it does take a hard heart if you're in the audience to not feel like these acts may be morally reprehensible given where our sympathies end up lying in this film. Instead, this film is more about the individual right to not have to feel like one must be a part of what society dictates that they should be, and also the wrongs of those societal expectations and those demands that are imposed upon individuals based on who they are at birth, especially in the way that some of those people within society bully those into conforming to those norms if they decide that they want to choose a different path for themselves. Now, despite a formulaic approach, there are some highlights to this film, including a literal bull in a china shop sequence that offers some visual amusement. There's also a verbal sparring with a trio of snooty Viennese libazaners who taunt the bulls for not being good enough to be allowed on their side of the electrified fence. We have a trio of hedgehogs here that offer a lot of comic relief. As for the rest, there's a lot of madcap antics. There's a dance-off between the horses and the bulls. That's a highlight, I think, for some, but, you know, definitely is not necessarily in keeping with the original material. Extended action sequences are in here, and there's a lot of pun-filled interaction with these cute but superfluous side characters to try to beef up. Again, I'm not trying to put puns here, the comedy quotient, and some of that is clever, some of it is unoriginal. Kate McKinnon's character, she plays Lupe, this energetic chatterbox of a calming goat. That seems mostly inspired or ripped off, whatever you want to call it, from Ellen DeGeneres' take on Dory in Finding Nemo and Finding Dory as well. While Ferdinand the movie does stoke my deep-rooted cynicism as an adult for the capacity of humans to exact vicious cruelty toward animals as well as each other, I mean, bullfighting is one of the more barbaric aspects of our sports, if you want to call it that. Ferdinand emerges as a heartwarming tale that entertains younger viewers without babying them, even though the style of the characterizations, the zaniness in low-reaching jokes, and the animation style is nothing very new in the realm of modern 3D animation. So I'm going to give Ferdinand three stars out of four. Three stars means that I do think that it's worth watching. If you're a younger viewer especially, I don't know that adults on their own are going to get a lot out of this. This is not like Coco, which is still out in the theaters at the time of this recording, in which young or old or people with kids or without kids or whomever could actually really be entertained by and find a lot to relate to. I think this one really does aim for elementary school age kids. And along those lines, I do think that there is a recommendable movie here 
for that set. If you happen to see this movie too, just know that there's a short, very short extra scene in the middle of the end credits. I wouldn't necessarily say absolute must watch, but just know that you can stick around if you prefer to see the entire movie. It's a little scene. It's very short. Thank you everyone for listening. I hope that you enjoyed this review. If you did, I do encourage you to reach out to me. You can find my contact information at my website. That's qwipster.net, quipster.net. You can also listen to my companion podcast in which I take a look at films of the 1980s on Around the World in 80s Movies. You can search for that show any place where you're actually listening to this show as well, Around the World in 80s Movies. also want to plug my friends over at the In Session Film Podcast. Go to InSessionFilm.com. And until next time, thank you everyone for listening and enjoy your time anytime you get to go to the movies. 